Welcome to the CrossFit Bath Podcast, episode two. We made it. We made it, episode two. So once again, I'm Jason Croxon, joined by Ollie Mansbridge. Uh, Before we go any further, we just wanted to say thank you to everyone uh, for their feedback on episode one. A lot of uh, really nice comments, even some five-star reviews on iTunes. So that's uh, very much appreciated. Uh, How are you feeling today, Ollie? Good. Yeah, early start. Been at the gym since about uh, five o'clock, getting set up, but... uh, yeah, raring to go. Yeah, that, so that's sort of linked to also how I'm feeling today because, you know, a peek behind the podcasting curtain, but we're recording this on Wednesday. So yesterday was uh, Shax's boot camp. So <laughs> I'm physically broken from going to that and you're just broken from having to be here at five to set up. Well, yeah, and also being at Peppa Pig all day yesterday as well. So, um, you but want, yeah. You do not want my opinions on Peppa Pig. <laughs> I have very strong opinions. <laughs> so, um, oh dear. Derailed already. <laughs> so come on, Josh, you got this. I've got this. So, Ollie, something um, we wanted to do at the start now of, of each episode, and this is sort of based on a comment that was made by Tiago. Yeah. Uh, where he was talking about interviewing different coaches. Uh, his exact expression was, "I'd like to get to know the person behind the mean face shouting at me." <laughs> uh, and I thought, I thought, well, first of all, they don't have mean faces. That's a bit rude. But I thought. Um, it would be nice that maybe we just to warm up as you would before any any word you do a little warm up just to warm you up a few simple questions just to get you uh, get you in the mood so I like not that. the warm up the warm up yeah. let's do it so not all of them are going to be crossfit related some will be okay. um, i'll start you with some simple multiple choice questions yes so uh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter crunchy crunchy good choice um, early morning or late night training early morning okay Snatches or cleans? Definitely cleans. Okay, it's the wrong answer. But. <laughs> so now we go to something where you get a little bit more variety. So I know you, uh, well, obviously this is a podcast. People yeah. are listening to this. I know you listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Any good podcast recommendations? Um, if you want something long form and get some and deep into some topics, uh, I really like Joe Rogan. It's probably my go-to, especially if I'm doing a long drive. Um, shorter ones, I like listening to uh, the Business of Fitness podcast, Jason Klieper. That's probably, they're more kind of 30-minute ones. Um, yeah, those are, those are two I would recommend. Okay, nice. So uh, if you've you know, downloaded a podcast app just to listen to this one, now you've got something you can, yeah. <laughs> can add to it. Um, all right, final question. This is CrossFit related. What is the worst movement in CrossFit and why is it thrusters? <laughs> Um, the worst movement. Thrusters is not a million miles away. Wait, let's define worst first. Okay, is worst it, for you. Okay. The Wor- one that when you see, the one that makes you doubt whether or not you should go to the gym that day. Yeah, it's any kind of anything that involves flexibility, to be honest, because I am literally the tin man, uh, living and breathing. And um, yeah, so overhead squats, squat snatches, um, any of that sort of jazz pistols are just, uh, yeah, they're a no-go. They're, well, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, using energy, it's kind of like putting a, a square, square peg in a round hole. That is me trying to do any of those movements, basically. So. Okay, so uh, if anyone's programming the next Open and they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's uh, one sort of new segment. See, look how loose you are now. Are you ready to, ready. you're warmed up. I'm ready. Um, but you were talking about another idea you had, something you'd like us to do on the podcast. Yeah, so um, what I would love to do is if anybody has got a business or a product or any type of service or any event that's going on in and around the bath area, 
Um, we'd love to give you a shout out on the podcast, um, you know, help the exposure, um, and anything we can do. Obviously, we're up to about 100 downloads, Jace. So yeah. if we can get that to 1,000, then hopefully use this as a, as, a, as a way of getting the word out for, like I said, you guys as, as the community, anything we can do to help your businesses as well as ours. So. Excellent. So, um, yeah, if you've, if you've got that, just let us know. Uh, hit us up, email or message or some way get it to us. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll probably talk about that at the end. Yeah. Um, so today, uh, our topic, I'd say, uh, we're talking about the recent survey that was uh, put out in the, in the tribe group. Um, just before we look at the survey, how do you feel generally about the survey? Um, on the whole, it's really encouraging. Um, yeah, it's, it, people say some lovely things, um, but we also got some very good constructive feedback as well, which uh, you know is, is ultimately what the survey's for. We're not, we don't put it out there to, for people to blow smoke up our bums. We we put it out there because we generally want people's feedback on how we can improve and how we can get better and. Um, some of the things we know, and um, we can you can elaborate on on maybe why some things aren't the way they are, but uh, other things that you know come to light, and it helps uh, helps give us a north star in terms of where we're focusing our efforts. So, okay, so um, I guess you know we can't delay any longer. <laughs> we gotta we've got to get into this. So um, I think the best way for us to do it is uh, we'll just go through it in order of the, the questions yeah. as they were. Um, we'll mention some of the responses, and then perhaps you can just elaborate a little bit more on on you know what that's what you know, what's involved in that, how you feel about it, or what can be done, what will be done, what maybe for whatever reason can't be done. Yeah, sounds great. So uh, the first question was, what's your favourite thing about CrossFit Bath? So looking at the uh, the general sort of feedback on that, it was uh, community would seem to be the the number one answer. Yeah. Uh, coaching and coaches, and um, followed by the workouts. Yeah. I think it's worth saying that so we had 84 responses. I wanted 100, but 84 is not bad. I think that gives us a good uh, reflection of, of, of people's perspective. Um, and so 41% so as half of those people mentioned the community. And, and when, we, when we say community, that includes the people uh, you know, at, that come to the gym, whether that's coaches, members, um, people make lifelong friends there, and just the general vibe of the gym as well. Um, I think it, on the whole, people feel welcome. Uh, and uh, so yeah, so that's just a defined community because sometimes I think it's quite of a, a broad stroke kind of term. So, uh, and, and like I said, forty-one percent, forty-one out of uh, eighty-four people mentioned that. So, um, you know, that's in terms of coaching and community. There's there's nothing new there. We know those are our two key things. And um, for us, it just just to hear it from the members and get that feedback from the members just reiterates how important just doubling down and focusing on those two aspects are, you know, nurturing the community, making people feel welcome, creating an atmosphere. We want the hour when you come to the gym to be the best hour of your day. Um, and so what can we continue to do to help engineer that? Um, but then also the coaching, obviously, the key thing when you come to a CrossFit gym is the level of coaching that you get from um, from the coaches and you're not kind of left to your own devices and so because it is so important we need to make sure that we continue to upskill our level of coaching and that experience. So. Yeah, excellent and I think we'll we'll look a little bit <laughs> a bit more detail in that later. Yeah. Um, obviously that's sort of the nice question isn't it? <laughs> the, the positive thing. Uh, the second question is if you could change one thing about CrossFit Bath, what would it be? Uh, so the the highest answer, say, was the facility. Yeah. Um, it was like 19 
Was that, yeah, no, sorry, a 13 people said the, the facility. Yeah. Obviously, we spoke about that a little bit on the last one. And I think as of now, we still haven't heard about the... 10 days, I think. Yeah, 10 yeah. days until we find out. As of today, Wednesday, the 17th of July. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I think, well, again, so this tricky one, we had 19 different suggestions in terms of what, what people would change, which is quite broad, but there were two kind of real standout ones. One was the facility and secondly more skill sessions so um i think with the facility it's i think like i said to you before when we were off air i think a lot of that we did say look don't mention the facility we know it could you know we'll work on it however um i think a lot of people the, the general feedback was i know you said not to mention the facility i can't really think of anything else so just letting you know that the facility isn't great, but good luck, you know, with the, with the new spot. And but it but it's good to hear, you know, it it, it just reaffirms that we do need to find a, home, a new home, and we need to find one ASAP. And just to reiterate, we are always chasing that. So yeah, also it's nice that I mean the suggestion of something to change is something that you are actively trying to change. So it's not like oh we had no idea, nobody was happy with this. It's something that you know about, you're trying to deal with it, and it's just. You know, it's taking the time it's going to take, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, more skill sessions. So um, that that is quite a common thing, and they they've come and gone. The skill sessions have come and gone. Um, the the challenge that we have currently is certainly when, in you'll know, coming at eight o'clock, um, those classes are sometimes a lot busier. And trying to do concurrent programming where we have a skill session alongside a class is sometimes problematic there's no consistency there so that is a bit of a wishy-washy excuse though and i think we can there are there are multiple ways of, in terms of how we can get more skill sessions in there um first and foremost more coaching of skills within the classes um the the, the challenge with that uh, and it is a challenge it's not an impossible challenge is you have people of all different varieties of skill levels so let's take a classic example um, as a muscle-up. Somebody comes in, right gang, we're gonna do muscle-up skill technique for the first 20 minutes today. Um, it's th then there's probably about 12, 13 different iterations of where people are at along the kind of continuum of from not being able to do more than like five ring rows to somebody being able to do one pull-up to somebody being able to do multiple strict muscle-ups and everyone in between. And so how you pitch that with the different progressions is quite quite a challenge, I think. Um, doesn't mean it can't be done, and we have done it with varying success over time. Um, um, but it's definitely something that we can keep reiterating, keep looking at. Keep, and also, you know, beauty of being a CrossFit gym is there's another 15,000 gyms out there, and we all face these similar problems. So it's all about kind of uh, you know, trying stuff, but also looking to what other people do in terms of how you do incorporate skills. And that said, I think, you know, we things like weightlifting are a little bit easier because with an empty barbell, you can scale that infinitely, can't you, yeah. really? And we, you know, from a skill perspective in weightlifting, we spend probably 20, 25 minutes just on on skill today. Where it becomes trickier is the more technical stuff like handstands, toaster bars, more gymnastic yeah. stuff, basically. Um, and there's, there's some education there as well, people understanding where they're at on certain movements and understanding that there's prerequisites. So we don't like people doing a kip and pull up 
until they can do five to six strict pull-ups. Mainly because if they can't pull their chin over the bar under control and lower themselves, they haven't got the, the strength in their smaller kind of connective tissues like ligaments and tendons mm. in their shoulder to start violently kipping you know, on a bar and pulling themselves up. There's no way, you imagine the force of somebody falling with their chin over the bar to the bottom of a pull-up with a kip that can't, hasn't got the strength to do more than like maybe one or two pull-ups. That's gonna put a lot of trauma on the shoulder and so we wanna try and avoid that. So somebody who can't do more than two pull-ups wants to get a muscle up it's like hey come on there's a you've got to earn the right yeah. to get there first and so i think we can do a whole host of stuff around education but also i think we can definitely incorporate more skills into the into the sessions and then there's workshops so we can do work, weekend workshops where people um you know can sign up we take 10 10 people maybe max and then they can come to something that's specific to them yeah so is that i yeah. Waffled on a little no, bit there, but hopefully uh, that puts some it, context behind it. Yeah, it links to the kind of education that we were mentioning before, because someone might say, well, why don't we just do a muscle-up workshop? Well, now you know that sort of what what that entails and, and the d different de degrees of skill that are needed. Yeah, I think it's worth, like, you know, another kind of macro um, perspective as well is some people, we're trying to cater for... 200 plus 250 plus people and somebody might not want to spend 10 minutes 20 minutes working on a muscle they've come to sweat and they can do some pull-ups they're happy with that they've got no ambition of trying to do a muscle up so if we're spending all that time doing a muscle up is that a waste of their time is that a waste of that hour um i would argue no i think the skill acquisition side of things and and learning new things helps keep our brain like fluid um, but but I could definitely see that person's perspective, and so that's another you know, fine kind of balancing act that we've got to kind of kind of think about. Well, I say we shacks when he's doing the program, and I'll <laughs> yeah. just shift the buck to him basically. Another thing linked to then like the more skill sessions and the, the more classes. There was mentioned there of yeah, like more classes, variety of class times. Uh, obviously, I'm guessing the facility is sort of the limiting factor within within that regard, as you mentioned, sort of trying to run two classes concurrently is... Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think uh, for those who remember once, like I remember at the old facility, we had obviously three separate rooms. So it lent itself um, a lot more naturally to run concurrent classes and we could do that a little bit more efficiently. Um, that would be the goal wherever we move again. So have concurrent activity going on. Um, and that gives us more flexibility to provide, you know, we could do skill sessions far more easily because we'd have the extra space. We could do, um, you know, extend the, the program and, and do different things, offer a little bit more open gyms, stuff like that, um, which, you know, at, at the moment is, is tricky. But it's definitely something that we would want to encourage at a new spot, basically. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to mention on the... Um things people would like to change. I mentioned also stretching mobility. I think that's something that recently has been a lot more incorporated into the, the classes, at least the ones I've Yeah, attended. I think, and I think the main feedback was we've really, we really enjoyed doing a little bit more stretching mobility. Um, we'd love even more, basically. And I think it's, it's uh, if you think flexibility is one of the 10 key components of CrossFit fitness, um, we probably, you would argue, we spend a hell of a lot more time working on our cardiovascular strength um, than our flexibility. But, you know, in our definition of fitness, it's equally as important. So we, you could argue and justify that we probably could spend a little bit more time 
uh, on some mobility, on some stretching, rather than it just being like a you know two minute thing at the end of a session. So I certainly need it. You know, <laughs> we've already established that my mobility is not great. So um, yeah. well, so, yeah. everyone says they want it, and then they have to do like one session with Sam. Yes, and, <laughs> and finally forget it. I don't, it's I don't not. It's not sexism, but we all know it's 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 good for us. And uh, yeah, I think. I would definitely love to see a little bit more focus on that as well. So mainly because I need it. And um, if we, you know, if we can do it in, it's, it's one of those things that's hard to do outside of a class, yeah. trying to force yourself. Whereas if we, we make you do it in a class, then you're, you're far more likely to do it. So Yeah, that's true. So there were a few um, like answers that were kind of, I guess, like one-off sort of little things people had mentioned. Were there any that particularly stood out to you? Nutrition advice is an interesting one, but that's obviously also something that would be nice to be able to use this platform to to sort of address as well to yeah. a degree. I think nutrition is probably one of the main drivers behind getting this off the ground because it's one of those those health aspects in and around, stuff that maybe is hard to touch on in that hour class that um, definitely has a huge, huge, huge importance on your overall health and, and, and training as well. And so um, it's at the bottom of our pyramid. You yeah. know, nutrition is the foundation of what we do because if you, you're not eating correctly and you're not getting enough hydration, etc., then trying to build anything on top of that is going to be difficult. I'd add, I'd add kind of nutrition and sleep to that. I think those are the two key things that are crucial in terms of uh, giving you a foundation for, for optimal health and fitness. So, yeah, nutrition um, and, uh, you know, again, lots of ideas around that. Actually, Nat and um, Al are currently doing a nutrition course so I'd definitely be keen to get them on here maybe talk about it a little bit more um, but also explore ways we can do it I mean we've done total challenges in the past where we'll do like a snapshot six to eight week challenge but I you know long term I would love to have something that's a little bit more consistent o over time and and even on the intro like it's so important I would argue that we could probably the first intro session or the first two intro sessions could be based around um, nutrition and setting people up for success because once you've got that you know and it's ingrained in habits more than anything yeah. so as you're starting your gym routine and getting used to coming twice a week and you get used to the soreness and actually getting used to eating correctly as well should be part of that process so um, so that's for nutrition um, yeah lots of really good you know I think Pretty much all the suggestions were good suggestions. So people would like smaller classes, more in-house comps, more socials, um, you know, decrease the price, which is yes. <laughs> chance in a lack. Um, bring back midweek motor, which we kind of do. Um, but yeah, I, I, and, and the reason we focused on mainly the facility and uh, the skill sessions is because uh, they were by far and away the majority of the answers, basically. So there's one here that I I hadn't really thought much about, but I've seen it, so I'm just going to bring it up. Is the, about publishing the wads in advance, mm -hmm. because I, I was thinking like for myself, occasionally, you know, baby at home, another kid that you can't get in, uh, and so I've got a bit of kit at home, and at times I'm like, oh, I might do some squats today. Yeah. But are we going to squat tomorrow? And so yeah. like that idea of maybe knowing. A little bit in advance could help you if you've kind of got to fit in a, a workout or I know some of the members sort of travel for work things yep. like that so if they're going to do a, a workout in a you know hotel gym mm -hmm. not destroying what they then are going to come in and do the yeah next day kind it, of it probably is mentioned to me once a week probably oh, by really? somebody yeah probably the same people but you know <laughs> it is mentioned to me like, no, on a regular basis and uh, I understand and I get that the people want to be able to plan and prepare um, the counter to that is we're trying to train people for the unknown and unknowable and so um, it also 
it, it also gives people an opportunity to cherry pick their workouts. So, which you know, it is negative, but also if you if, if you if you if it helps your planning in a busy life and a schedule, and it makes your life easier, then I also get it as well. So there's a fine balance, and I think um, we've explored talking about themes for the day. So you don't know what the workout is, but you know you're going to squat that day. You know that you're going to do like a 45 minute cardio workout that day. You don't know the specifics, but at least you know the themes for yeah. the day. So that helps you plan if you are, are adding extra strength training on top, or you are doing like a marathon training or some some type of um, triathlon training. Because I think you know we want to encourage people to express their fitness outside of the gym. It's no point having all this yeah. fitness and not doing anything with it. So if you know, we want to encourage people to take up a triathlon or take up a 5k run or or, or some sort of challenge that where they can go and um you know can go and exercise their fitness um but if you are having something like that going on then then being able to plan does does help so so i get it and so maybe um maybe a, a halfway house would be like here's the stimulus for the day or here's like you yeah. know the, the 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 strength movement or something because uh, that will get people excited about yeah. coming you know and 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 it just involves a little bit more planning and a little bit more kind of communication yeah. from our end. But I think that that definitely is something that we can do. So. And, and again, more work for Shaxx. So we're just sort of, <laughs> yeah. he's going to hate this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on to the cleanliness of CrossFit bath. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we could, it was one, two, three, four or five out of five. And uh, what was the, the average was, it was like 2.9 out of five, I think. 2.9 the... out of five, which yeah. is which is poor, I think, in the grand scheme of things. I think uh, but 65% of people uh, rated it three or above. Um, five crazy people said it was five out of five, which I, I don't think I would agree with. But I think um, with with this one and the cleanliness, I think maybe it could have been a bit more specific. It's like, Again, is this a reflection of just the general facility as a whole, like the car park and, 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 and you know, things that are kind of a little bit out of our control right now? Or is it generally like the actual equipment and stuff? And actually in the last four or five weeks, we've made a, 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 a deliberate effort to make sure that we're staying on top of things like the cardio equipment, the kettlebell racks, um, you know, the rig, stuff like that. It is all stuff that we, we we take care of. The floor, the toilets is done by the football club, and that's part of our our rent. So and we have some frustration sometimes about the floor and the level of cleanliness, and it's an ongoing battle with the football club. But I think um, the onus is on us, and and that's another you know general theme is the output of the gym is our responsibility, my responsibility, Ed Shack's responsibility. You know. So if things aren't working and things aren't, if we're scoring 2.9 in cleanliness, that isn't anyone's fault other than ours. And so we need to be honest with ourselves about that and, and make sure that we're taking all the absolute steps that we can do to make sure that we're improving it. Um, some people say they like the rough raw. I don't buy that. You know, I think yeah. everyone deserves a good quality, clean facility as a bare minimum, you know. And so, um, so yeah, you know, we'll take this on board. We we can tell by the numbers and the results from this survey that it's not good enough right now, and we will continue to to, to improve it. So by the time we do the next one, hopefully we see an improvement there. So in the old place, we had professional cleaners that would come in two more two hours every morning. The football club wouldn't let us do that because they were concerned about security and external companies coming in mm. with keys etc so it's been a it's been a it's a been a to and fro in battle but um but like i said it's our responsibility 
Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll take that one on the chin, so. Okay. So, stepping away from the facility, uh, talking about the staff, yeah. I'm going to be so careful what I say. <laughs> um, so, the first question about the staff, what do our staff do well? So, like, top answer was friendly and approachable, then encourage and motivate, give individual feedback, remembering names. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible at that. Explain the workout well. Uh, everything was even put on. That's yeah. Probably some of their personal answers to the survey. Um, have fun, class management. Beautiful. I think. Someone said that they were beautiful, yeah. Clearly not talking about me, but um, yeah, so to summarize here, so what did the staff do well? Friendly and approachable, encourage and motivate. Again, were light years, you know, over 50% of the, of the um, comments were around how friendly and approachable, encouraging and motivating they are, so which is great. Um, we we actually again it's really i think we are under no illusions how important the coaches are to us um and how uh, i probably don't tell them how grateful i am for their help enough but they it, we've already established that the community and the coaching are the two most important things so um you know it's all about looking after those guys and making sure that they're set up for success and being able to deliver the best possible hour for their day consistently for the next for like two three four hours because it's like a performance for us and it takes a lot out of us and so what we try and do is create um enough um support around that so they can go out and execute and i think they do a brilliant job of that so um yeah there was also the question of what could our staff do better and the top answer very flattering was nothing yeah. so um they should be happy with that. But there were a few a few suggestions there. Yeah. Um, I'll let you pick them out. Yeah, so uh, the highest, so so yeah, 20 people said nothing, which is great. You know, I, I think that, and that's very, that's lovely of everybody, but doesn't help us. And we know we're not perfect and we know we can improve. So um, the, 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 the second highest, so 17 people mentioned about more feedback and correction during classes. So straight away that's something that we can look at and we can dress and, and try and improve so um, we we call it coaches touches so as a minimum absolute minimum when people come to the gym we want to be able to give them at least three things that they can go away and work on whether it's a cue um, you know something that can improve their mobility anything like that and so we set ourselves that standard um, and it's not easy, especially in the busier classes, but it can be done. And it's something that we, we you know, we should be relentlessly driving and, and making sure that everyone feels valued in the class. Um, you know, we had, let's say if we go to above, let me just look at the results here. So we had, uh, so 10 people, when, when, we, when we asked what do the staff do well, we had 10 people um, say give individual feedback. Uh, but we had, 17 people say they would like more feedback so that tells me that actually we probably don't give enough feedback in classes and so we should continue to to try and improve that um and then when we're looking at what do the staff do better and so we had 10 people say um be a bit more inclusive and a bit more approachable so it's probably worth elaborating on that i think if you have got a good rapport with a coach um, and they know you and you've built that trust over time it's very easy to build that relationship for people new coming into the gym it's definitely harder and so um, 
it requires a little bit more work. You imagine you and I, you come into the gym, we have a, we have a real informal, relaxed chat about anything really because you're an established member, you've been coming a while. Somebody new that's maybe two weeks, three weeks into their, their CrossFit journey, or even like three months into their journey, it's going to be slightly different. And so um, I think, again, we could make uh, a, a more intentional um, approach to that. I think we could um, definitely engineer some stuff to make sure that does happen. And, and, and even, uh, it's probably one for another day, but in terms of... Um, encouraging the members to make them feel more welcome as well I think is is important um, I think you're naturally going to gravitate to people that are similar to you similar age similar past experiences you know males females whatever but I don't think that's an excuse and you we when we when we talk about we talk about group management and when we talk about group management it's all about making sure those free coaches touch it's, it's all about making sure that we're keeping the balance between how much time we're spending with various groups and we shouldn't be spending more time with the lads who are doing back heavy back squats we should be equally spending as much time with maybe some of the people that are new to uh, crossfit and they're just getting used to squatting with an empty barbell etc and um and everyone in between so yeah th th those are the two key things that i pull out a bit more bit more individual feedback on certain things as we're going through the class rather than three two one go yeah. 20 minute amrap and then you know go make a coffee it's like no th those 20 hours i'm on people and we're relentless with people making sure that they're moving safely moving correctly um and then if, once they're moving safely and correctly efficiently Telling them to go faster, you know, <laughs> encouraging and motivating. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, there was also a, a few people that talked of like a lack of consistency in coaching, mm -hmm. and I just wondered if they'd sort of given any sort of uh, yeah more depth in what they mean by by that. Is that consistency between different coaches, or is that because I mean obviously as well, like if you come in at five and the coaches let's say fresh, and then they've been coaching, 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 and now you come in at eight, yeah. sort of understandable that, or or you've nailed now how to do this uh, this word because you've explained it so many times yeah. and you've seen the little different errors or misunderstandings yeah. and you've got it down to a, a science or it might just be that now you are really starting to <laughs> feel tired from going through this or is it just that you know this coach who's got 10 years of experience seems to be better than this coach that's got you know less experience which is sort of yeah no that's understandable. a great that's a that's a great question Chase, and I think there's a lot into that. I think that there is, it's definitely the relationship you have with a coach, for sure. Now, we've already discussed that that should be equal, so that needs to improve from our end. Um, we think that, yeah, you're, you're bang on in the morning, you're fresh, or, or at the, at the first class you should be fresh, but you haven't refined that class yet. Um, and so the first classes are a bit of a rehearsal to, to then seven or eight, but then on the upside you're a bit more fatigued. So there's definitely a balance to that. Um, but, but the person that's coming in at seven o'clock in the morning is paying the same amount of money as somebody coming at eight o'clock at night, and so they absolutely deserve the same standard. Um, I think it comes back to, again, back to me and laying those expectations for everyone, all of their coaches. And I don't think I've done a good enough job of defining what the expectations are for a class. Um, and I'm actually building a coach's playbook, which is a bit of a, a bit of a Bible of, of from the, the members experience when they walk through the door, how's the welcome? Like, how do we start a class? Um, 
different aspects of a warm-up, what's required in a warm-up, uh, the coach's touches, how much time should we be spending in one spot, we, like, you know, things like not spending more than 30 seconds standing in one spot, I call it like 10,000 steps, can we, how many steps can we do throughout a class basically and, and top them up. It's every, it's, I, think we, I think coaches should be individual and I think they should have their own personalities and that should shine through and there should be some autonomy there. But little things that um, we can do to engineer to make sure that the class is as consistent as possible because, um, like I said, the, 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 the 7 o'clock class should be as good as the 8 class regardless of who's coaching it. Now, let's be honest and realistic. A coach that's been coaching for 10 years is going to have far more experience than someone who's been five years. Ultimately, the most important thing for us is the presence and attitude over like their skill. So if they're not happy, they're not the life and soul of the party, they're not encouraging and not motivating, then that there's no excuse for that. They should be able to do that. Um, if they can't maybe teach you that magic cue that's going to teach you that triple extension in the clean, I'm a little bit less relaxed on that, and we can continue to refine that person and help them develop as a as a coach. But yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a whole you know that's a whole post podcast in itself. But hopefully that gives you a bit more context of um, where we're coming at. But again, like I'll say, the output of the coaches, the output of the gym is my my responsibility. It's the 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 output of the gym is my job. I'm 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 assessed. On the ability for the coach, for the class to be the best out of your day and, and everything that goes into it. So, as well as Shaxx and Ed and, and the whole team, we all take a collective responsibility. But ultimately, that's how I measured in terms of whether I'm being successful. So, all right, well, we'll give the staff a break. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to the uh, community. So, uh, how do you rate the community of CrossFit Bath? Uh, pretty high percentages, wasn't it? Like uh, of four point four out of five. Four point four out of five. So that's like an 88%, the, it's 87% um, of people rated it four or above. So that's that's really reassuring, that's great. But we did get some people rate it two or three out of five. So that just comes back to probably the consistency that we're talking about and being a bit more inclusive and making sure that everybody feels like that. Um, you know, one thing I would say now, Jace, is if, if you are those people that that rated it two or, f or three out of uh, out of five, I'd love for them to reach out to me and, and let's have a discussion and just, just see why they feel like that and whether, you know, because I need that feedback. I need to know why those people are feeling like so we can address it. Um, and if people doesn't, don't verbalize it to us, then, then, then maybe we can't, we can't rectify or do anything about it. So um, I, I appreciate that it's a difficult thing for people to do and I understand if they, they don't want to, but I would appreciate it if they did want to let us know and, and just elaborate a little bit more so we can try and rectify it and improve it. So, But on the whole, you know, 4.4 out of 5, 88%, you know, is, 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 is really reassuring and it gives me a huge amount of confidence that if we can do that, if we can achieve that in a pub, essentially, then when we have a facility that the members deserve, um, we can do some really special things. So. Um, so yeah. yeah. So finally, there was the any other comments <laughs> section. Yeah. Um, quite a few different things. I think we've touched on a lot of them already in in the discussion. Uh, were there any here then that that we hadn't sort of mentioned? No, I think you... I just want to thank every. Uh, you know, the the members, you guys are absolutely awesome. Like. I've, I've coached four hours this morning and I absolutely love it. Just interacting with you people and being with you is, is, is an absolute pleasure and a joy. And 
so many people in in the in the comments just kind of gave us well wishes and 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 uh, tokens of gratitude and stuff. So just want to thank everyone who's been so supportive, especially over the last eighteen months, because it's not been easy on any of us, especially like you know the coaches etc. So um, so we really appreciate that. Other than that, it, it, I think largely it would just reiterate some of the stuff we've already talked about. So some you know a few comments about more skills and gymnastics, inconsistency of coaching. Um, some people mentioned about the, just the theory and discussion around the whiteboard. So we don't want to stand there for 10 minutes and waffle on, but certainly putting a little bit more context to what we're doing in the class certainly would help and, and give people a clear vision of what they want to achieve. Um, equipment upgrade, which is kind of in the pipeline. We're always constantly adding plates and bars and, and you know, the, the kit does take an absolute hammering. So, um, but you know, definitely I agree that some of the plates and some of the bars could be replaced. and. I think all of that is dependent on what happens with um, with, with uh, what we do in terms of moving. Um, overview of programming, so what you mentioned yeah. before. Uh, Non-boozy social, so I'm very conscious that probably we always end up having a drink at these things and we should definitely do stuff around that. And we're really, really excited about the um, the CrossFit Bath and the Bridge social uh, festival that we're going to have at the end of August. That's definitely going to be family friendly. Um, we've got a whole host of like kind of sports day themed stuff going on for that. So we'd love to get as many people there as possible. Um, mum's class, which is definitely something we've looked at. It, it just comes down to timetable really. And uh, but, but again, it's definitely something we can achieve. And I'm certainly aware of that with two young boys and, and how, ch how challenging it can be for new mums to get to the gym. So. That's definitely on our radar. Um, and then gym etiquette, so just the etiquette of members. Uh, I think we'll probably have like some 10 overarching principles in the new right. place that we, we abide by, but I think the members should equally have some for themselves as well. Uh, things like, you know, how you treat the equipment, how you treat each other, um, yeah, all that sort of stuff. So, um, but no, nothing nothing really stand out that we haven't really covered, I think. So. Yeah, excellent. So, wow, it's... Uh been interesting to, to sort of go for it. How do, how do you feel now after all of that? I feel exhausted. Yeah, I, I just I think uh, yeah I, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's it, the the I've put my heart and soul into the gym over the last ten years. I will continue to do, and and I think we might not always be present at the gym, but it's at the forefront of our minds all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm very conscious that yeah, I am away building these events and strength and depth and and, and those projects. But CrossFit Bath as a as a stake uh, a stakeholder in strength and depth, they own a proportion of it. And so if that's successful, then that will feed back to the gym as well. So I feel like even though I'm not maybe sometimes always at the gym, it's directly you know going to help support it. So so yeah, just um, just thank you to everyone. Thank you to the coaches. Thank you to the members. Thank you to Jace for giving us this kind of uh, platform to, to get the word out and I think I'll probably do I might do like a video as well just to follow this up for those that maybe haven't get an opportunity to listen to the podcast so yeah well, I look forward to the video see if it's better than the podcast <laughs> um, so I mean just to wrap up then uh, the, the podcast itself we just obviously we we asked last week for sort of uh, suggestions for topics and uh yeah, quite a few came through already. So thank you to everyone who has let us know what they'd like to hear. And we're already sort of talking about um, how we can approach some of the, the different topics and yeah. subjects that have been have been mentioned. And of course, if you have others that you want to to suggest, if you if you even have some questions that you want in the warm up, 
yeah questions because oh, i'm gonna don't. i'm gonna run out of questions very soon <laughs> as you've noticed so well uh, feel free to send in questions uh topics uh, as ollie mentioned before businesses and, and things that you want to promote uh, i'll put links in the description of this with uh, like the instagram the twitter the, the email different ways you could send that through if you don't want to do it through facebook yeah. um or just around the whiteboard just yeah. tell us uh, in person what yeah, you cool. want I think uh, we'll definitely tackle something in nutrition next, I think, Jason. Yeah. Oh, exciting. We'll that, dive into that. Good for me, but I'm probably going to feel really guilty during that discussion. <laughs> so, um, no, I shouldn't feel guilty. You've got a newborn at home. It's very difficult to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, uh, thank you once again, Ollie, for uh, sitting down with me and us having this chat. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, look forward to this, well, apparently a nutrition discussion uh, next time. Thanks, Jason.